my city like it's California. Windows down, speakers loud, blowing marijuana. Funny when you at the bottom, don't nobody want you. But when you on the up and up, now everybody love you. Like I've been riding through my city like it's California. Windows down, speakers loud, blowing marijuana. It's funny when you at the bottom, don't nobody want you. But when you on the up and up, now everybody love you. Like I ain't never been to Cali, but my weed has. Yeah. They catch me rolling through my island with my seat back. back. And my eyes low. low. We got that loud pack. Just like Chicago. What's happening, boys and girls? With Chris. What's up? How's everyone doing this evening? Uh, had a fun time last night seeing a lot of y'all. Well, late in the afternoon, I guess. And then uh, watching Ben with that incredible interview with Ed Wright, man, I love that. That's uh, that just shows where social media and uh, um, even uh, purchasing is going. I, I think that that um, man that turned the page on a lot of things and set a bar, I believe, for a lot of CEOs and executives out there to um, uh, finding another way to to approach their. Uh, potential clients and their existing clients. That was a really cool thing to uh, to watch and be, and be a part of. I, I can guarantee that could have clearly made some history. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. Good. Just uh, couldn't elaborate any more on what you were saying about that yesterday. It was a very entertaining yesterday. Uh, Saturday, uh, deal with Ed Wright and, and Ben from Acme and Cage. That was a, uh, you know, a lot of information was being shared amongst the uh, lawn community, community, I should say. Yeah, I thought but, that was I, I thought that was pretty cool, man. And right. uh, I like I said he's always been on the forefront. I mean, I've only been noticing this for a while, but if you look back, he's always been the uh, approachable, uh, you know, uh, you know. I guess all things considered, business owner. It's his family, um, and um, I, you know, I think a lot of other. Uh, CEOs and executives and other people in this industry, uh, when it comes to things like that, I think they may have looked around and said, oh, okay, you know, Ed Wright, he's just, uh, he's out there figuratively and he's in people's videos and stuff. But like I said, that, that, that was a game changer. That was an interview live uh, with uh, your potential clients and your clients. That was, that was different than being in a video, man. That was, that was reaching out. And like I said, I, I think it, I think it raises the bar. Right. Right, I agree. So, I think, um, you know, this is episode number two of the uh, Dirty Blind Truth, guys. Um, I'm glad everybody out there is uh, enjoying it so far, or going to enjoy what we're going to bring to the table. But, you know, as we started last week, um, kind of telling our little backstories on our lives between Dirty and myself and our mystery guest, which everybody knows, but... You know, we're going to kind of continue between Dirty and I, and I think we're going to, what, pick up when we're 18 now? And I think since I went first last time, you should go first this time. Yeah, well, okay, let's let's uh, push that on out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I left off, uh, you know, try not to cover every detail. We don't need to uh, because that'll come up in later conversations. But, yeah, <laughs> right. um, <clears throat> I kind of forget. But it was around that time and, you know, getting around the time where I sprouted off onto my own. Um, I got out of high school, uh, as I've said, uh, many of you already knew that I was uh, uh, growing up in the industry, worked for my father doing all this stuff. And <clears throat> as I stepped my foots into uh, working my way towards a horticulture degree, I, um, I stepped away from my dad. I wanted to know what the rest of the world was doing. I, 
And as we all do, you know, you get that age, you, you really don't even know what you want to do. And I started to look around and go, is this where even what I want to do? Um, I, I, hell, I, I, I sold, uh, I sold cars. Uh, I went to work for the Lexus dealership. I did that for a little while. Um, learned to make custom furniture. Uh, and, uh, even at that point in time, I actually, uh, opened up an antique store and, um, bounced around with other landscapers for a while as well, uh, seeing what they had to offer some high end ones at, at that and learning their pricing strategies and stuff. And, and I spent maybe a year doing that. And then, uh, that's when I bounced out on my own and, uh, uh, never really looked back. There's, you know, there's two times that I jumped off of this scenery and, um, <clears throat> but they were, they were short term, uh, one was a, a very personal reason uh, when my uh, uh, previous wife passed away. And the other one was when I uh, went to uh, I didn't. Well, I didn't exactly close the doors on the business. I, I just went to myself and, and learned to do those rocks and the water features. I think I said that before. And yeah, slinging rocks, man. I pick <laughs> shit up and I put shit down. That's what that amounts to. Man. It's it's not on it's not on what you have. It's where you place it that it, that counts. Um, and uh, you know, uh, I just spent a lot of time growing the business. Uh, you know, getting employees and stuff. Um, and I was fortunate, man. A, a large majority of my my uh, uh, employees were with me close to ten years. Um, I didn't have it. I didn't have a high turnover rate. I was, I was lucky. Now, did I have a turnover rate and was there always a bad apple? Probably so. But when you're gauging, you know, one against, you know, up to 12 people, I don't consider that bad at all. And it was, it, it was hard. It's, it's uh, like I said, you become a babysitter and a father figure to a lot of these guys. And it's humbling in one, you know, in one hand and the other hand, you just want to freaking kill somebody. But, um, uh, did that up until, uh, 2013 ish when, um, uh, my previous wife passed away. I, I literally shut the business down while she was sick. Um, got my license to become a tour guide so that I could literally work anytime I wanted to without, uh, having to work, uh, and worry about other people. And I did that for, uh, for that time period and did it for, uh, an extended period. I still, uh, I could still give tours now. I just don't do it. Um, <clears throat> and I also went to work for a pest control company, got licensed to do uh, termites and uh, pest control and wildlife nuisance and everything. So I, it was fun to do that. I went and took that job because a friend of mine has um, been kind of the operations manager there for uh, a very long time. And he was begging me to come work there saying, man, let me help you out. Let me clear your mind and, and help you get, you know, back to what you need to be. So you're and, saying you, uh, uh, funny thing is, is the owner of the business um, chatted with me for a while and, and uh, came in and he wanted to incorporate landscaping into that business, uh, you know, like fertilizing and weed control and stuff and sent me out to uh, sample their clients uh, to see if they'd want to do that. And all of them got a very favorable uh, yes. They would they would very well welcome um, the pest control company to do that. And so uh, after gathering all that information, all of a sudden the owner says, ah, no, I decide I really don't want to do that. It's, you know, maybe getting too far ahead of myself. And this is a 
I mean, you know, an over 50 year old pest control company, but it put the bug in me. I was like, wow, all these clients are sitting around and nobody's going to do anything now, huh? And so two weeks later, I put my notification in and uh, he knew it was coming. <laughs> he said, man, I knew I'd just all but put you back in business. And he said, I greatly uh, uh, um, thank you for your time and wish you all the success. And actually, we bounce work off each other now. You know, I, I refer them and they refer me and it works out really good. So uh, and that's the point in time where I really did a hard focus on water features, stayed with it and, and drove it home. And, and here we are now, man. Uh, you know, I was checking out YouTube one day and voila, I got a Chris beside me. I know. Right. Yeah. So, so you, you, uh, you slang rocks and you did the chemical side. So we yep. can say you're, you're a bona fide cook then. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rocks, man. I can cook some rock. <laughs> you cook some uh, rock, you know, cooking and slanging, man. I mean, you know. I yeah, I'd often, I often, I still think because, you know, I got that license. I, I, I still think about opening up that pest control termite side, but man, a lot of, uh, and for everybody out here to step out of this for a minute, pay attention to your pest control companies because people are uh, in companies are dropping termite bonds left and right because they're becoming way too expensive and the insurance companies are becoming way too picky. So they, they may give you a, uh, just a, a minimum coverage bond, which means they'll treat and kill the termites, but they're not going to replace the damage. So y'all might want to check on that next time your termite guy comes around. Um, there, there's a little uh, tidbit for you today. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's stop with me for a sec. Chris. Oh, man. What about you? So I guess we'll go from, uh, you know, after I lost my sight and about 16, I went to Oklahoma School for the Blind. And uh, I had been doing martial arts at that time and then turned around and uh, started going to school there. And I think a, a big turning point, another big, really kind of like a, a one where I said no to bullies more than anything and ever, is I watched a kid that had cerebral palsy and um, mm. Asperger's. I mean, nat natural people who have cerebral palsy uh, or let me say albino, out the albinism gene are visually impaired. Are visually challenged uh, almost 98 percent right. of them is because of lack of pigment in their eyes it was getting picked on and i just like at that time i was still holding this anger and i had so much so much hate in me that i literally took this kid that was picking on this other kid and threw him through an extremely ex expensive glass window and got suspended my first day at school at the school for the blind mind you so we were there my mom had to drive 300 miles back to come and get me because i got suspended for a week on my first day and right then and there i um had a lot of gratification in doing that because i i knew my calling was you know hey no more watching people bully other people stand up right. for the small people and go about it and then when uh it's ironic about that is that the coach was like the lunch line attendant i guess you could say who was there and uh asked me well you you got a lot of frustration and you want to try wrestling i'm like man I'm not a big jock person. Uh, I don't know much, right. you know. Uh, but sure, why not? And fell in love with wrestling. Fell in love with it, hands down. Uh, That's cool. It was an awesome, it's a full contact sport. And and the good thing about wrestling to me is use your mind and your body at the same time. You, it's, hey, it's lawnmower not, man. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Uh, I'm just trying to keep up with the comments this time. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, we got, we got, you know, the one guy or, um, you know, when you're wrestling, you're using your mind to get yourself out of position. The number one thing you don't want to be when you're wrestling is on your back. You know, do things, you know, it's physical and mental, and I loved it. 
I became a three-time national wrestling champion. Loved it. Went through high school. Uh, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, young and dumb. Full of cum. You know how it is. Uh, met a woman. Oh, God, yes. Got married. Had two kids. But in the meanwhile, I was – I. Uh, I'm big in manual labor, so I was a supervisor for a tent company and set up commercial tents. And I was swinging a 22-pound sledgehammer daily. Like I know all about t- tents, actually. The Atlantic Pest Control that I was telling you about that I worked at, they actually mm-hmm. owned a tent company, too. So we, we did oh, a lot really? of tent sales. Yep. Yeah, so we had California High Peak Tents, what they called it. And if you look at it, it looks like an upside-down caterpillar. But it was 80 foot wide by 150 foot long and stood 43 feet tall. So in the center poles, you had a center pole hoist, which is a bar here and a bar here. And you had one guy on each side and you'd pull it. And there's eight of them going all the way down. 154 stakes is what that takes. That tent took. Right. And you drive it. You drive them in by hand. Um, one on one side, one on the other. And you guys just go down the list. Yep. So I learned real quick how to swing a hammer. Right. Uh, I have missed a few times. My shin has hurt a few times. And, uh, you know, I just really found enjoyment in being in the outdoors. And then, uh, where did, um, how long did you do that? Seven years. Seven. And what came after swinging tents or swinging at a uh, tent post? Man, I moved to Tulsa and I worked for a steel company and little odds and end jobs. And then I got on at Walmart in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, started throwing their freight, doing and loading and unloading in the receiving department. And then I moved from there to asset protection. So I was a little secret shopper you've seen running around. Now right. get this, a blind guy who's a secret shopper watching people steal. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask that. <laughs> it was uh, very, very, uh, a lot of people uh, were bewildered, bewildered about it, but we had spotters. So it was me and two other guys. And typically I was the guy that was on the front fork, you know, stopping them from leaving the second point of entry. So they wouldn't take off running, you know, the other two people would see the concealment and the gathering of the material and stuff like that. And I'd just be there right. as pretty much like the muscle or the guy who, you know, back when I was at the protection, we were allowed to fight as long as they swing the first time, you know, it's open season. It's way open back season. When. Yeah. I mean, if they swung, it's self-defense. It's over, you know, all rules apply. And, and after that is where you went to is where it led you to where you are now. Am I right? Correct. Correct. I um, started, I uh, moved back to my hometown in Weatherford, Oklahoma. You know, just there wasn't nothing much for me for Tulsa, and I just wanted to move back to a quiet place. And then um, got into side by siding because my brother owned a uh, XP1K Razor and just fell in love with it then. I mean, total freedom. This is me. This is what I want to do. And then got a YXZ1000R. And I've always been into four wheelers and dirt bikes my whole life. But when you're sitting in the driver's seat of that, I mean, as of you were in there as well, it's just freedom. Uh, love it. Oh, to I'm that. sure. Yeah. It's and probably so, a, um, a very ex- uh, um, adrenaline driven, uh, even just yes. in my short experience, it, it very much was that case. Right. And I just kind of, you know, started working at the college and, you know, started doing YouTube and uh, met the old dirty here one day and we just kind of bonded and we haven't shut up to each other since then no no pretty much we we haven't at all have we no it's it's Uh, been it's been everyday hours on end but you know it kind of just go ahead uh, it just kind of just 
you bring uh you just meet the cool people you meet along the way and 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 I'm just so blessed for where I started from where I am and where I am now today. It's pretty cool. And it's uh it's it's funny some of the steps we'll we'll take to to get to this point. You know, there's a lot of ebbs and flows in life and um mm-hmm. it's 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 uh there there's there's things that will change your life in a split second. Like like when you went blind, I'm sure that just change I mean, well, I'm just sure nothing. I know that was a game changer. Oh man. Yeah. You know, the, I can tell you the day I woke up and my, my family, we had bunk beds, me and my brother shared a bed and I woke up completely blind and I woke up so hard in the panic. I broke two of the uh, crossboards underneath the bunk bed, you know, the, Oh man, the uh, gills that hold the slats. spring or whatever. Yeah. The slats broke those. I fell out of the bedroom and I think my mom said, I, I kind of blacked out then, but my mom said I like literally hit every wall in the house freaking out, you know, I was trying oh, to look I'm for the sure. outside. She said I was trying to look for the outside door to go outside, just maybe because, you know, when you first wake up, your eyes don't adjust and everything's so black, and then your eyes right. You're kind of doing this, and we're trying to figure things out. Yes, yes. Doing and, your eye uh, rubbing, going, wait, my eyelids must be shut or something. Right. Yeah. That's what I'd have done. I'm guessing. So. Oh, and, and uh, I mean that was a very pivotal moment, and I don't remember much. You know. I learned the very traumatic stuff you go through in life. You tend to block out a lot. And I mean, a lot, there's two years of my life. I don't remember because it's just, I guess it was just built on so much anger and rage and stuff like that, that, you know, bits and pieces, but like the major parts, I don't remember uh, opening Christmas presents on a Christmas one day, but my mom said I got a skateboard, you know, certain things you just, you, you tend to block out because you have so much, uh, rage or you just right, just, your brain just wants to forget and it forgets. Yes, yes, damn. So, well, but you've cool. overcome greatly, man. I mean, you know, you're, you're somebody to kind of look up to, and you know, you, you you give it your all to prove that you can still do anything and everything. Oh man, and and I can't really owe it to myself a whole lot about it because it's the support system I have around me as well. Um, that's friends, always important, family. it's very important, yeah. When I got encouragement of of uh, even friends saying, "Dude, what you're doing is cool." I mean, that's encouraging to me, and, and I feed off uh, I feed off other people. Really, it's not like I, I feed off myself, but I feed off, you know, whether they say I can't do it or can do it, or it is awesome or that's inspiring. You know, that's um, the number one thing for me, man. It, I dare somebody to tell me I can't do it because that's the that's, and I'm sure a lot of people are, are like that. You know, if you got some cojones and some gumption, you tell me I can't do it. I mean. If I'm guaranteed to do it, either that or die trying, it's, you know, and it started off even as a teenager. It's like, you know, my parents say, you can't do that. Guess what? The first thing I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, it's like that one day when you're a kid and you're walking down, you can't have that piece of chocolate, son. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We know where this is going. Yeah. As soon as you turn a corner, I'm taking a whole handful just to say that one piece is just the whole thing. Well. Yeah, the reverse psychology of life, you know, don't do this, but you know, you're going to do it, you know, so that's true. Well, let's, uh, uh, let's bring up the guest, everybody. Hear a doorbell anywhere. And, um, someone's given a little knock here on the, on the old door. Let's see who's hanging out back here. Who is this old crazy cat? I think we all know him. Look there. Look there. It's money. Mike G pimping it. Jersey style. 
What? What's up, oh, my guys. jiggle? What's going on, Thanks man? You made me want to do a little dance. Everybody get up and dance right now. Hell yeah, everybody get down on it. Come on. Uh, <laughs> We're from Jersey. We don't pump our gas, we pump our fists. There you go. There you go. Hey, hey, <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, man, that's right. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I'm honored. I hope everyone can hear me, man. These guys know I've been I've been fighting this wicked cold for the last couple of days. Yeah, my yeah, even nursing something along, that's for sure. Oh, man. You guys can hear me, right? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you just yeah. fine. Uh, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and listening to what this, this dingbat has to say. <laughs> yeah, man. No telling, no telling what's going to get said or, or, no, or questioned no. tonight. That's for sure. It's uh, so, um, it, it's it's fun to have you up here for sure. Oh man, yeah, and you know the the conversations we've had with Mike G in the past here have been phenomenal. But you know, it's cool because Mike, if I do remember, and, and Dirty and I were talking about this, this is your inaugural like interview per se. Like you know, we've they've seen you on some platforms before. But you know, you know, you're the whole uh, mystery, Mike. You know, get on there for a couple minutes and then, you know, peace out. You know, yep. The hard guy yeah. to get a hold of, and now we got him here underneath us in the dirty blind truth, man. Um, uh, we feel honored. Yeah, bro. Yeah, Nick, one love. It is bright in this house. My future's so bright. I have to wear shades, baby. Ah, oh, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever I can do to make you guys laugh. You know, you know, I was gonna come correct with the Ray Bands. He doesn't even yeah. have haters. And if I do, I show them as much love as I can. There yeah. you go, man. Yeah. To keep oh, the yeah. positive attitude of it all, man. Well, yeah. um, I tell you what, Mike, give us a um give us a quick two, three, five minutes of current events. What's going on with you? What what's uh making the clock tick these days? Oh man, my season pretty much wrapped up. That's it. I, I'm like 95, 90% mowing, and that was over with, but uh, I, I don't sit stuff for nothing, man. So I, I have enough relationships out here in Jersey and I've done it long enough and people know that they can count on me. I picked right up with a buddy who's got a big outfit and I jumped right on board with them picking up some money and I'm on, I'm on backup for them for snow removal. I'm out there helping them with leaf cleanups. And, uh, I joked aside, I posted on my Instagram about that, that paving, that retaining wall, bro. All I did on that job was help them unload material. But that's only because I had to go home and get ready for work, work. But if I had to right. stay, you know, I would have loved doing that stuff and knowledge, man. Just pick up and learn from as many people as you can every second you can. Right. So, I mean, we do have, we do want to know a little bit about Mike G. And I'd like hey, to. Hey, Chris, if you're going to roll a few questions here, hold on. Sorry. I just sure. want to say if anybody's got sure. any questions, start rolling them and I'm going to write them down right now. Make yeah, sure please find, find so, some questions. You guys can ask me anything. All right. So, but, but the important question is, is how did Mike G get to where he is now? What, what, what happened in Mike G's life when he was a young whippersnapper guy from Philly living the struggles, you know, struggle life on the struggle bus. I'm a, I'm a greedy ass Greek. That's how I got to being where I want. I want nice oh. things in life. <laughs> uh, right? all, all joking aside, man, with, with us out here in, in the industries, blue collar trades, whatever you want to call them. And, and uh, Dirty, the stuff you do is like, you know, light years ahead of stuff that I'll ever get into. But the story, the, the, the story is so cliche, man. We're kind of like those kids that just fell through the cracks. We weren't jocks. or Some of us were, Chris. You know, you wrestled, but 
my dad always instilled a work ethic in me. He said, work, work, work. He was a first generation immigrant that came over in the fifties and was blessed enough to become a union bridge painter. So he was making some stupid bank in the seventies, eighties and nineties. And we had no idea what kind of cash he was pulling in because we never lived that lifestyle. He taught us to work, but he didn't teach me anything besides go work and save your money. No skills, no nothing. And I was blessed enough to be around a group of friends that besides a lot of us being in warehousing and logistics, we had friends that were bricklayers and HVAC guys and lawn guys and sprinkler fitters and pipe fitters. And man, I was like a leech, bro. Anyone that needed a, an extra set of hands, money making Mike G was out there to make money. And I chased it and I learned anything and everything I could because the college thing was not going to work for me. Even though I'm not bragging, I went, I went to school, I went to college 10 years after I was out of high school and I was rolling out with like a 3738 GPA with my eyes closed. And I was taking a lot of medical courses too, but I just didn't see it through to fruition. It just wasn't my thing. And for anyone that has gone to college and done something with it, kudos to you guys. I give you guys mad respect for seeing that through. It just wasn't me. So I know in this country there's opportunity. My dad and my in-laws are living proof of it, and I'm not going to be one to sit on the couch and cry about what America owes me. I'm going to go out there and seize every freaking penny I can get my hands on. That's, Hell that's, yeah. yeah yep. it, especially right there, at the man. beginning, man. You just jump on anything and everything you can. If it, if there's a dollar to be made after spending 50 cents, grab it. For sure. Oh, man. And I understand the struggles of that, man, hands down. Because, I mean, being blind, you know, you, you always come up people because they use that whole, you can't see, you're not going to be able to do this job, blah, 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 blah. So I feel you there. You know, you get out there and you got to work twice as hard to do what you got. But the benefit, the reward is just just more more than ever. Ben know? just said it very well, Ben and from Acme, because there's other Bens in here now. So I'm going to uh, make sure I say that. But, you know, he says, you got to go out there and take it. Yep, You can't go asking for it. You, you can't go you know, kind of meekly into anything, especially in business, man, you have got to come out there ready to bite somebody's head off or you're, or you're going to struggle at the best. Right. No, I agree. For sure. Seriously. So to lead, you know, you want me going for a few more minutes or we want to fill some questions or what? And, uh, if you, yeah, keep going if you, if you want. And, uh, um, I'll chime in in just a minute with some questions over here. So out of all the out of all the stuff, the grass cutting was one to be outside. And at first, I'm not going to lie, and this this might really come off a bit insulting to the guys out there that are in the industry. Number one, I got the biggest respect and love for lawn care. I do 100. percent But at first, it was the easiest thing out of everything to get into, and what required pretty much the least amount of education, but the immediate cash flow that came in and until you like sat back and that's what I really, really thank YouTube and Instagram and social media for until you sat back and started carrying yourself like a professional, treating your clients and educating them into treating you as a professional, carrying yourself as a professional, exactly like a professional, and Rest to impress. No job. It was like you were always kind of viewed at as the little twelve-year-old guy out there with the push mower, just 
bringing in some extra cash. And now it's like instant gratification. I mean, you got to lay a patio, you got to lay a retaining wall, or you got to do trim carpentry or something. That's going to take a few days. You can roll up to a house, drop that gate, and 25, 30 minutes later, look at that lawn with them stripes and the edging and blown it off and there aren't clumps all over it and look at it and get instant gratification and know yep. that you did that. Oh, mowing's artwork, hands down. Mowing is it, art. It, it amazes it. I, I like seeing all the striping because actually one of an, another job that uh, um, I worked for a while, um, actually my first job that I had after high school was I worked on uh, two championship golf courses and I was, I was a greens mower. Um, because I was addicted to laying those stripes right, man. And uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun because around here with the grasses we have, you can stripe a little bit, but crawling thick, rigid grasses don't do it well. Um, usually by, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon, they're not even striped anymore. But, you know, when you're dealing with fescues and Bermudas and stuff, man, it just it's a it's a work of art. And I under I got to understand it because I actually got to do the. Uh, the layouts for the greens, you know, cause you switch patterns every other day or two. And, um, it was, it was a lot of fun to, to learn that. And, and, and now it's a lot of fun just to watch everybody do it. Mm-hmm. No, I can dig it down there in the South, man. There's, there's, uh, uh, we got St. Augustine's down there and a lot of that Bermuda. You just, it's just when the, the upside is it looks like a green carpet, man. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's gets mowed down. And I hear some of the, some of the lengths the guys down South mow at. And one time, just for ha-has, I dropped my deck to like two and a half inches, two and a quarter, just to kind of look at it. And I would never in my life even fire the blades up at like two and a half, two and a quarter inches. It's terrifying. They even yeah, had it's the, the deck go that low, but it's 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 insane. And there was, you know, uh, until I started watching these guys and seeing and learning. And you're right, you got to change your patterns up because the sun is going to hit it from one direction that entire week. And if you keep just going in the same one, one, you're wetting the soil. Those machines aren't the lightest machines. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. with the rain, with the rain we've gotten this year and last year alone. Oh Lordy Lordy man, you had to change up those patterns. I tell you what and in, in golf it, with on the golf courses doing the greens. And like I said, it was uh, it's it was in a resort and a matter of fact Ryder Cup has been held on that on that golf course and uh, the Ryder Cup championship and people would get pissed at how you'd mow the greens because if we did it real challenging I mean if if our stripes kind of went against the grain a little bit and, and, sure. and the, the camber or anything it, sure, sh- sure, it sure. shits the ball and boy they come in shitting because we'd make it difficult on purpose we put the pins in a hard place and 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 roll the uh, and uh, the grass the right way and they'd get shitting <laughs> that's awesome yeah for real seriously I can dig it Oh yeah. So you uh you uh do other stuff other than uh lawn cutting or is there uh you just kind of other ventures that you're into or nah man that's that's uh you know light light landscaping, mulching, leaf cleanups, trimming bushes, small enough trees. And uh let me let me do, if there's any young guys out there listening and stuff like that, and I've actually I, I've actually given this to, to Seth the lawn surgeon and he hit me back and thanked me for it. And I was just honored to, again, to just watch these guys in this caliber. If you guys are trying to take down, like, bushes or trees so small, you ain't got to run out there with a chainsaw, man. A little battery-operated sawzall with some pruning blades on it will take that bad boy down, and you can make some money trimming up trees and bushes and taking down little trees and so forth and chopping them up until you want to save up for that chainsaw. 
just you know, just a little tidbit of advice. I've taken down six or seven small trees between last year and this year with a Ryobi, you know, right. 18 volt battery operated chainsaw, baby. No fans or butts. Yep. Yeah. It's funny how, and let's bring this up for a second too. You hear uh, a lot of people saying, do with what you have, do with what you have and make the rest work. And I've heard a lot of these same people, you know, in, in, on, in the second breath, they'll start trash talking, you know, oh, look at him. He's using that damn Ryobi. It's like, dude, you just told somebody to go do what they could with what they had. Now you want to say, oh, look at that damn Ryobi. It, it kind of aggravates me. No, oh, I can't yeah. do it. Or, or, yeah, you people can. are just doing what they can with what they have and they will get to whatever you are. And maybe they don't feel like they need to you, man. That Ryobi has not broken down on them yet. And they're rolling money. That damn thing's paid for when it breaks. Maybe they'll think about, you know, getting that nice fancy still. And, um, until then, don't worry about it, man. Use what you got for real. For so you sure. Got any, you got any questions there, dirty? You got anything What's on that? the, you got anything on the plate right there to, to read out? Man, uh, yeah, when you said these comments fly through, I'm sitting there trying to talk. Yeah, they do, man. I don't, I don't want anyone to feel left out, guys. I apologize. One love, one love's got some questions for you, bro. Go ahead. Fire uh, up. It says, "Will you go full time in the industry?" Uh, not in the foreseeable future. I make okay. I make uh, too much money for what I do at my job, and the guaranteed biweekly paychecks are something we absolutely need right now in our financial situation. Gotcha. That's cool. Uh, uh, but I mean, you know, so, you know, maybe 10 years out, you might think about that, but not right now. Uh, it'll be sooner than that, but not. Okay. In the next two years, maybe not, but man, you don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know how well it goes with area 51 and my buddy Tim over there. And yeah. Well, uh, Oh, Saint Nick, I know I'm saying it backwards, but that's it's uh he's Santa Claus to me. Uh, he also said, "What's your thoughts on the lawn care community and social media?" I love I love you guys, man. I love you guys. I love it. it, it these guys, have, all you guys, have had a tremendous impact on motivating me, inspiring me, helping me, teaching me. Like, uh, you know, been out there doing it 18, 19 years on a part-time man. And I picked up little tips and tricks on stuff that I would have never on my own. And I like to consider myself a pretty intelligent guy. I'm not like, you know, an Albert Einstein, but I, I watched something on the video or on Instagram and go, whoa, whoa, like a light bulb goes off. You're like, oh my Lord, and would have never, ever. And you want to put phrase on it, drama, no drama. I don't consider it drama. People got a right to say what they want. People got a right to make fun of those idiots for saying what they say. But ultimately, it has brought in relationships to me that I would have never met until that quote unquote drama went on. Right. Well, like I said, that's exactly what got me in here was, man, I was watching damn soft wash videos. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm watching uh, Ben and KH, uh, you know, basically stick their their foot in somebody's rear end. And then it was Wally doing it on the next video I saw. And like I said, I was like, I got to digest all this. What is going on? And here I am. Yeah. That was fantastic. That positivity challenge that came out from John Ryan through that whole thing, I, I, I think bridged so many of us that wouldn't necessarily weren't watching each other because we didn't want to. We just didn't know about each other. And everyone came out of the woodwork going, whoa, 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 whoa. But like, I'm not that if any of that was true that they were happening with, 
I, I pray to God it wasn't. I don't think any of it was true, just my two cents. But it, it brought so many of us together, found so many fantastic channels, and just and just showed how if you want to focus on a negative, you can focus on a negative, but you can combat that instantly with coming together and saying, you know what? This is what we're going to do. We're going to come up with a positivity channel. Oh, man. Oh, I agree. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, sure. Chris. Um, Ken, are you able to type in the comments right now? You talking Mike? to me? Yeah. No, I look over here. It says private chat and live comments. I can read them. I can I can private chat use three, but I don't think anyone will say it up there. You um, okay? Give a shout out to your channel on YouTube real quick. I've heard I've seen like three uh, requests for that. Oh God, it's a it's a it's a channel that everyone else. I have seventy eight subscribers. Woohoo! There's like five little tiny clips on there, but it's money making Mike G. Look it up. That, that's what it is. It's money making Mike G. Because whether it's going to be lawn care related. Driving in a Ferrari like 170 miles an hour, yes. on the park, you know, painting lockers at Asbury Park High School and make some couple extra bucks overnight while the school's closed, or you know, shoveling shit off the curb. I'm going to show you guys how to not be afraid to go out there and make money. Yeah, and he also has the Instagram page, man. So he's really yeah. active on his Mr. Instagram. Mr. Mike G305, guys. Mr. Yeah. Mike G305. And I did the 305 because Pitbull is a tremendous inspiration in my life. And when I we built the house, he is. And when we built the house, and me and my wife right now, our address ended up, our house number ended up being 305. And a lot of people say, a lot of people say, oh man, Mike, you know, you look like Pitbull, but he looks like me because I'm older, technically. <laughs> Pitbull looks like me. I was born first. So he came out looking well, like here's me. One, here's hey, one Jesse, old black fart. He yeah. said, uh, I didn't even mean to say that. And I said it. Yeah. Says, uh, how was life in the 50s and 60s for your father being an immigrant? I was tough, bro. It was tough, man. I mean, you, you know, he, he, you hear stories and people are like, are they half exaggerated? He lived in the basement of the diner where he was washing dishes and then he became a short order cook. And through God's grace, he met some other Greek guys that were union bridge painters and uh, would hook them up with a little bit of extra breakfast here or there every time they came in for breakfast at the diner before they would go out and work. And uh, you can't fault the other guys. They were ratting on each other for green cards, you know. Uh, you know, uh, 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 ICE back then, immigration back then was like, "Hey, you bring me so many guys, you're going to get a green card." And you can't fault them. They, you know, they they had women and children they wanted to bring over, started life here, so they would all go and try to rat each other out. But uh, you know, he got a citizenship. He didn't just stay in this country forever without getting a citizenship. Right. Just my two yeah. cents. I, mean, I think as you spoke the other night, man, you know, I've got, uh, I have several, uh, friends that are first generation born Americans, uh, Greeks, their, their, their parents came over from Greece and, uh, man, the work ethic is beyond strong in that crowd restaurants, man. you know, shoes, uh, Costas is who is, uh, going to be on in two weeks. His, um, his dad was uh, eventually became a pipe fitter in the union, but you know, same thing, man, they hustled, uh, lived in, in basically a hotel room and relied heavily on, on things like that. You know, some little handouts here and there from the, the community, but they didn't take advantage of that and they didn't rest on it, man. They are, they got up and they went and they got gone and became successful people. Feast or famine, bro. There was yeah. no one to rely on, but yourself when you're coming over at that age. 
Yeah. No one's going to feel sorry for you. So, no. I I do want to say this real quick. Do we want to give about five more minutes of comments and then get into our topic, or do you want to go about ten more? What's up with this? Well, just carry on. Let's just flow, man. Let's not worry about too much right now. I mean, we're 40 minutes in. 40? Is that what it is? Blind guy problems. Right. We got a blind guy watching the clock. That ain't working out. Yeah, ain't that something? They elected the blind guy to watch the clock. Put Braille on this thing, you know? Man, yeah, I bet that's a lot of fun cruising around in that Ferrari, though. I bet that that's uh, that was that was fun to do that. I'm I, I'm glad you bring that up because listen, I'm I'm a pickup truck guy and ATV guy. I'm I mow grass. I love being outdoors. I love being in the woods. And that was that's something that had never really interested me. They were always like cool to look at. I never knew the latest models and this and this. Right. But until until you get around that community and you see some of these cars and you've sat in them and you see the pride that the owners take. And a lot of those guys, uh, Abushi up in New York city and mod to fame, that channel, they did so many clothing and food drives in downtown New York city. I think the one weekend they were out there with like 700 little Caesars pizzas, man. And, and, and there was guys that I met like once or twice and they were going around there buying North face jackets and beanies and Yeezys and, and they were getting anything and everything they could together and just going out there and feeding homeless and giving them jackets and sneakers and woolies for, you know, for the winter time to keep them warm. But, uh, being, being in that rally and being in those cars and, and listening to those guys, and you think they're the most stuck up people on the face of the planet. Listen, they, they grabbed me, they fed me, they talked to me, they hung out with me, they laughed with me. They made me do the Pitbull imitation like 20 times over and over. And I was just <laughs> dying laughing. And I mean, you, you know, you got this guy that has a car transportation company and, he, and he's sitting in a three and a half million SVJ. And I was like, oh, my phone's about to die. Can I charge it in your car? He's like, yeah, go ahead, bro. The charger's right there. And I'm like, you know, it was, it was, I was a little taken back. I really was. You catch the bug. You're sitting in those cars. Will I ever, ever be able to get one or afford one? 50-50, you never know. But, you know, are my eyes completely, uh, you know, more open or aware to that side of things? 100%. Now, how does that, let me ask you this. Let's, yeah. let's take you at the, let's say, compare riding in a Ferrari at, at, at that age, uh, versus, I mean, how does that, how far apart is that from your life at 10 years old? No, it was non-existent. I didn't even know what a Ferrari was then, you know, our matchbox cars, uh, you know, our, 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 our matchbox cars were like the Deuce of Hazards cars and the Novas, but it was, you know, we, we had a roof over our heads, no offense or butts. We had more milk, orange juice, you know, beef chuck, a uh, five-gallon bucket of feta cheese, vegetables, everything in the house. I didn't know what Hawaiian punch was. I didn't know what peanut butter and jelly was till I was in my early teens because mom didn't make that. We brown bagged our lunch. We didn't buy our, our lunch at school. And I, I didn't wear my own brand-new clothes till I was like 13 or 14. When I started busboying at a diner, warm, I wore my brother's hand-me-down because my dad didn't spend anything extra that he needed to on frivolous stuff and chris you can relate it was tough oh, yeah that way very yeah. tough going out of the way and the how, whole 
the whole time the dingbat was making like eighty-five, ninety thousand dollars a year base salary without overtime. Wow. And we never knew it. Holy cow. And that's a that was that's an extremely large amount of money that far back. Insane amount of money. And he sucked up overtime, double time, triple time, weekends. And in, in, in the summertime, every other summer, he sent us to Greece, me, my mom, my brother, for the entire summer. We were allowed to go every other summer because once summertime hit, they were working around the clock and he was almost never home. Wow. And, uh, did your mom ever do it? Did she do a lot of home cooking? Yeah, nonstop. And man, because my favorite thing in the world is, is those damn grape wraps with the rice inside. And stuff. Oh, oh my yes, god! Yes. Oh my oh, god! I hate them. Down. I can't stand them. Oh, oh really? I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love them because um, Costas, his dad would. I mean, he God, you talk about a Greek chef, man. He did it all, but he would make those things fresh. And I would get a phone call up until the day he passed away, just you know, not too far back, a couple of years ago, actually, saying. Got a, a pan fresh full of them, and I'd, yeah, I'd haul out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. Be there. A yeah, my brother, my brother could eat like a like a one gallon jar of them, like nonstop. We used to pick the grape leaves up in my aunt's farm in Greece and take them home and steam them, wash out the grape leaves and steam them. They'd be making mounds and mounds of rice and seasoned beef and everything, just sitting there rolling them for hours and rolling them and rolling them. I, I love me some great food, man. I'm not. <laughs> I can see oh, why yeah. you get tired of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. To, to me, it's it's kind of like pizza. It just never wears out. But oh, man, I can dig it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, like, dude, I, I went to my doctor's appointment on Friday, and we. Uh, my dad says, "Where do you want to go eat at?" And we're all about hey, doing different. Yeah. Things. By the way, everybody, starting next week, uh, Chris will no longer be with us, but Christy will be here. Oh, <laughs> yes. Get the snip snip. Yeah. You know how it is. I, I can only afford, you know, on a state budget, only so much child support. So <laughs> stop that real quick, you know. Oh, it's reversible, bro. You can get it changed anytime you want. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I think I'm old enough to say I'm. my kids are good. Old enough hey, Mike. Yo. Ben, ben wants to know, uh, when are you planning on coming out with more consistent content? Very soon. Very soon. I'm honored. I'm honored that you guys want to hear what I have to say. And if I can inspire and, and just cheer people up, man, because I don't think as far as knowledge wise, I just consider that I'm not going to have anything to bring to the table more. Hey, I got a good idea. Than these guys have. But and KH, are you in here? Yes, she is. I see her right yeah. there. She fumbled on a comment in, in uh, Ben's live last night thinking somebody was talking about you when it came to a, a, a dance-off uh, contest with, oh. with old Ed Wright. I think you and Float ought to do a, a, a dance-off. Oh, yes. That guy yes. smoke me, man. That <laughs> if, he's, if he's watching, if he knows anything about me, listen, that Float guy, he will smoke me dancing. You can show him this. I'm not saying it facetiously, sarcastically, jokingly. That guy float has moves for days. I couldn't even compete, but I'll he's try. Got, he's I'll got do my best. He's just got good role, man. I mean, even I mean, you know, I just recently kind of started integrating it and kind of hanging out with everybody. I, I get you know, just kind of floating back and forth, literally floating. How about that? But um, but anyway, I, I've always I, I've had an admiration for him because man, he's just got he's good and upbeat, and he just he moves yeah. very. 
Yes, yes, he does, dude. He's Hagen, Hagen moved like I, I busted up my one arm pretty, pretty bad in a four wheel accident years ago. And if you've seen some of my dance moves, it doesn't move at all. Like my left arm doesn't move at all as good as my right one, and my legs are all jacked up and stuff. But dude, float that guy, float, float, dizzle, float, bell, whatever, man. He, he, he's got moves for days. Oh man, I just watched one of his videos not too long ago. It was him uh, portraying a, like a WWE superstar, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. the amount of intensity that came out of him, I was like, "What am I watching? This is insane!" Like, I, oh, you you start watching him, and you just cannot stop watching him because it's the the conviction, the conviction he's got with the screen and, and everybody right there. And I'm like, "What? What? What? Have I not seen him before?" And then I started watching all his dance ones, and I'm like, "Man, this dude!" Oh, dude, he cracked he's me limber. up. Yeah. With one did a while back when he went he had a friend with him and they were they were doing well uh, let's just okay throw it out there and get it over with ninja style stuff with the lawnmowers <laughs> in the floors chasing each other and i dude i thought i was gonna pass out laughing from that it was kind of goofy but funny as hell at the same time mm -hmm. yeah i'm uh yeah, no doubt about that Hey, wait, well, then again, you and KH can have a dance challenge. How about that? We'll get KH, Mike, and Float together, and we'll see what who comes we'll out. Okay, get off that. Nick, Nick, one love. Nick Saint, he's got some moves. He's hiding. I he's too short that. though. The camera would be yeah. above his head. Yeah, he could put his hat on. He'd pull it off. His head. <laughs> I mean, come on, now we got that. I mean, yeah, come on. You know, he's got that whole get that in that's the intro to the dance right there man just that, that's the cue to start there you go you, know? you got that finger roll across the head yes yeah no man i i, I like me some one love but i'm gonna crack on it because he hits me up with some hard shit so i'm gonna oh, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, matter of fact my first parody video was on him man I, I put a lot of energy into that recruited myself Man, it's crazy okay. because Nick Nick put me in that pot. You know, you were speaking about that positivity challenge, and Nick nominated me was one of the nominations and nominees for the positivity challenge. And I I was thrown back because when he messaged me, he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'd like to nominate you." And I'm like, "Man, I'm a, I'm a nobody. I'm a little squirmy little rat in a big fish pond. You know, that's all I am." And to get it nominated for 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 something like that is just beside myself. I mean, I spent two hours thinking about how how what could i possibly be positive about to, to be nominated for this for an, a youtube platform that barely knows me at this point in time you know and i was just just getting into the old lawn community scene you know and uh so i mean when, when nick speaks a lot of people listen and it's crazy because um it, it just goes to show you, you don't have to have 40 50 60 000 subscribers to have one voice and to travel. Sure. Absolutely. Like you, Mike. I mean, uh, there's several times watching your videos or even your Instagram post or whatnot, or even that night in that Ferrari. Dude, we were glued, bro. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I messaged you and Ben and everybody else that was sitting there. He's going 100. We were saying 170. Hit 170. Come on. This is, this is my style right here. We're going we back. Close. Blind guy's watching this. We came yeah, he was he was after that he was kind of staring at his, his blow up dolls real hard. <laughs> well, I was trying to was trying to see how fast they could go, you know. Some you know, desperate times for desperate measures, dirty. You gotta understand that. Oh man, I've been there. I get it. I'm just I mean, busting. I got a couple of 
from you. I remember I got it on film. I got security cameras that watched you. Oh, does anybody want me to give the video out that that, that I have a Chris? No, I actually. Do that. Uh, no, I'm going to going to be a bidding war going on yeah. that. Hell yeah, yeah. I just saw candy stars, rangers, pickles, pickles, and beer ranger, pickle party, baby. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I love those guys. I love, there's so many good relationships on here, man. It's I, it's I, it's phenomenal how it's all come around. Like like I said, it's it's been a short run for me. I mean, it's September, October, November, December, five months. And it just and some of these people I feel like I've already known them for 20 years, you know. It's just it's really cool what came around. I really like this. And that's part of, of doing this is because, you know, we watch everybody's stories and we watch the current events, but to really get to know somebody, you kind of got to learn the backstory a little bit. And, and this is, that's, that's where this came from. Um, you know, it's, it's figuring out what people did before they showed up on this damn social media, you know? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It makes you relatable, man. Cause you, you know, for the most part, so many of our stories are similar. They really are, uh, but you know, and that's another point is is yeah. for up and coming people to learn that, that there are there are very similar stories of how people started out and the struggle, and, and maybe sometimes yeah. the lack of struggle. Sure, you guys are not alone, man. You guys are not alone. Younger guys, older guys, people coming up, people that think you know they're too embarrassed to share. Dude, Mister Mike G three hundred five on Instagram, hit me up. I'll talk to anybody day or night, all the time. You know, yeah, if, I, if I could save one person some aggravation or someone's kind of feeling down in the dumps and just want to be cheered up, hit me up, man. We'll make it happen. And, and there's and there's a story that you said, Mike, that, that really, really, really kind of takes a lot of what you just said in a whole lot of perspective right now. Because, you know, the first conversation we had is the first guy you looked at, the first guy you even commented on was Jesse James from Black Blackfort. Or we'll say Blackfart, you know. Oh, Jesse, he, the inspiration he gave you and you commented on him because he was building his uh, snowplow mount set up for his truck. And you just you had to comment on him. And you're like, man, dude. And and the, to see people comment like that to other people is is what what, what brings everything to full circle. Um you know, you saw that. You saw a dude that was grinding, pounding, man, getting his hands dirty, going to salvage yard, getting his stuff he needs to get, come over here, slap something together. And, and Mike G, you know, went over there and talked to Jesse. Jesse was thrilled about it, man. I mean, he's got mad respect. I appreciate for it. I, mean, I appreciate it, man. Um, you just, it's, it's, it's incredible the, um, how much you can, anybody can, can wind up helping somebody just by, by reaching out and, um, especially bigger YouTubers and, you know, social media types by, just uh, saying a quick hello to somebody that they could be having the worst day in their world. And you, you, what you're doing may not be even related to that person, but just saying hello could literally change their life. There is a lot of power in this social media for Absolutely. good. and for Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, a, there's a lot of people, let's be honest. There's a lot of people that live through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and, and um, Snapchat and everything else vicariously. They're, they're trying to cover, they're trying to come into another life because what's actually surrounding them sucks. And yeah. so to reach out to people like that, you never know who it is. So to say hello and just spend five minutes with somebody, either that or just help them out. Maybe they earn an extra $500 from it. You know, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I made some extra cash this year from guys that I met through Instagram, Jersey boys. I started, I found them on Instagram. They started, they rehab houses. 
and they paint and remodel houses and kitchens and stuff. And I started following them on there. I try to support as many people as I can from Jersey. And I go into work one day and there's a ZP paint remodel van sitting in the parking lot. And I said, wait a second. I go in and we were getting this one feature wall in the warehouse painting all different colors all the way down the line in order to put these motivational banners on each one. And I rolled up in there. I was like, yeah, I follow you guys on Instagram. They're like, really? Are you a painter too? And I was like, no. I was like, you know, I work here, this, this, this. We got to talking. They threw me three, four landscaping jobs this year of houses. They're remodeling and flipping. It, Bam, it, it, like it works, that. man. Just like that. <clears throat> That's freaking awesome. Well, um, Chris, is there any direction that you wanted to, to lead down? Um, uh, no, I, th I think we have a, uh, I mean, kind of a, topic we uh, was i'd like to discuss kind of throw it out there amongst us us three you know carry on the chat deal so because some kind of been bugging me like you you see it all the time on on social media all the time and that's the fact that you see people and, and we'll say even ambassadors for that fact or even people with products let's go with products i have this phone this app this iphone x okay and let's just say, Mike, you've never seen an iPhone X, but you're going to support it like crazy, you know? And I'm going to ask you a question. Hey, do you know how to run this app? And you go, no, I don't know how to run that app. And I'm like, what? But I love the product, and I'm going to promote it, and I'm going to do this, but I don't know nothing about that. That's that's kind of something I want to talk about is people who are, are products being pushed that people know nothing about, but other people have legit questions because they want to know about it because you said it was good. You know, like I've seen, right. I've seen certain apps being on for, uh, what's that? Um, StreamYard. Uh, well, like even StreamYard, you know, I've asked a lot of million questions this week. I have an iPad and I want to stream on my YouTube and I know it or not StreamYard. Done. Sorry. I was thinking Jobber. Uh, That's what I was trying to spit. But job, well, well, we're going to go with StreamYard for the second. Okay. Know? Because I want to, I want to stream on my iPad, you know, on my, on my platform. And I can't, and I know you can because there are people that have done it. And then people are like, oh, I know StreamYard, I can do that. I'm like, I'm starting to ask questions, you know. StreamYard's awesome, but uh, so how do you do it for iPad? Oh, I don't know. Really? So you want to pay twenty twenty nine ninety nine for this, and, and and you can't help me? Yeah, there's um, <clears throat> there there's I don't think there's a lot of that, but there's 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 enough worth worth bringing up that you just, it, I guess what you're getting at is, is kind of artificial um, promotion that nobody's got any background in it. They really don't understand what it is they're doing. Somebody's just offered them 59 95 to promote it and they jump on it. Is that, mm -hmm. that's, that's yes, right. exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> you want my two cents? <clears throat> you want my two cents on top? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We want your two cents. My two cents is and as as broad as this audience is getting and as many people out there that are being offered to promote some things or push them or get affiliate links, I think there's a definite, definite urgency for people that might have been an ambassador to a certain product or had an affiliate link to a certain product or been part of the UAG or whatnot. If I'm not saying it correct, I apologize that really, really need to get their stuff up to speed because these companies have seen the power of social media and the benefits from it. And if they're asking you to be an ambassador or push out product, they're giving you a link. 
and you give a bad name to that or you can't openly discuss it, endorse it, offer your two cents about it, put some uh, videos out on it or some Instagram posts, gone. They're going to come out to the next 20 people that have a following and a voice and are educated in it and so forth quicker than those guys can blink anymore. So was it out there, especially like years ago? Yes. Is it quickly going to, you know, not necessarily dwindle, but have people that are a lot more versed in that stuff? I would think so, because the amount of people that they can reach out to now to endorse something, promote something, educate people on it, is is the plethora is just exponential. I mean, you know, and the kids are getting so much younger and learning about this stuff. There's there's a young kids out there, you know, Wyatt's that, uh, Ross's lawn care, CNI, those guys can out talk me about mowers and engines and deck heights and the snow removal equipment and so forth quicker than I could ever in my life even know what I'm talking about. Right. I, I just, I think there's, um, it's like all these apps you see being promoted. Now, the one thing that bugs me about them is, is, is how much are these people actually using? Because I've heard people say, oh, you know, yeah, I used to promote that, but I, I, that's all I did. I never even used it. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, it, and it bothers me. And some of these apps that, that everybody's slinging around now, it drives me batshit crazy because, hey, there's an app that can do everything for you. You can show up to a job and it'll tell you what to price every time. It can't tell me what kind of dirt's in that soil. It can't, there's a million different things. It can't tell me there's an old stump under there, but people are getting to rely on apps too much. They're not fucking thinking. Oh, they no, they sure can. They're dirty. Just consult problem. Google. What? <laughs> oh, they sure can. You just consult Google. Google. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I just, I don't understand all this rush to apps. Do buy my app, do this. And I mean, I, I get it, but I don't get it because everybody's, hey, use an app for this. I've got 5,000 apps that tells me how to run my day. It's dumb as hell, in my opinion. You're no, nobody's thinking anymore. They just look at an app. I should have brought it in here. I should have shown you my notebook. Good old fashioned black binder notebook, baby. Use a ruler, but but again, again, guys, I, uh, man, I got I've I've had twenty four lawns last year and a year before, and I scaled it down only because I got busier, busier at work. And again, I scaled it down to make uh, and and mental note. I'm going to touch on another point. We'll we'll circle back to that. To uh, you know, but let's touch on it now. I shrunk the circle and making more money per hour. The fewer yes. hours that I'm out there compared to that. Good old fashioned, took a ruler, made my columns, wrote down week number one, the week 30, all down the side, the date ranges and the customer names across the top. And they were like, be boom, the date I did it, checked off the amount. Whenever I would receive payment, it would get a double check or a triple check and boom, 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 all season long down in the notebook. Now, I couldn't imagine doing that if I had 50, 60, 70 customers, but so the point I'm trying to make, I'm probably years away from remotely using an app and I'd probably use like Excel or something or and quick and first myself to do that. And you're right. You're, you're out there, you type in the property, you know, you want to build a pond here. You, you don't know if there was a maple hiding underneath there and you're going to blast out a stump, you know what right. I'm saying? Or there's an old foundation <laughs> or an old foundation or someone dug a hole and dumped, you know, 50 yeah. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be used. I just think everybody should have, have some basic knowledge back there to go. That's not all that can be there. 
um, or that's not all that could be done. It could well, also slow people down in upsells thoughts and in, in, in the process of how to upsell because they rely on that app. They go, here you go. That's thirty nine ninety five, and walk away. And, you know, once you walk away, that's it. The, the iron's the fire's not hot anymore. You come back and try to upsell. You're, you're probably screwed. No. Oh, yeah. Or so many people say, OK, I'll do this job for forty dollars or, or their little app says, OK, the job's worth forty dollars. All right. So we're going to go do mm -hmm. it. But in reality, it, it may take 90. I'm waiting for all the other people popping in. Sorry. Oh, you're good. $90 worth of uh, profit that you're supposed to have gotten off that job because it took longer than what the, the thing's saying. You yep. know, I mean, everybody's so focused on technology to, to make their decisions for them. We're losing the fact that we need to make our own decisions for ourselves. It's called free will, freedom, freedom to think for yourself, you know? Yeah. And technology well, it's, it, really got here. That. It is a. On my end, I look at it this way. It's for landscaping, design, and installation. It's impossible for somebody to call me and say, hey, man, how much does it cost? I can't answer that. <clears throat> um, and another thing is I'm a people person. I want to meet you. And I can promise you, if, if I get in, if, if, if people are serious and I talk to them, I'm pretty much, you can guarantee I've got the job. Um, and uh, I can't, I apps and stuff aren't equatable on the landscaping and on the pressure wash business and stuff. It can be, I mean, even Google can do it for me because you can use Google now to get the square footage off of a house. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, right. But rarely do I do it unless I know that they're in a neighborhood where it's, you know, it's cookie cutter, old ranch style house or something, minimal landscaping, blah, blah, blah. And I can say, Hey, yeah, you know, that's 225 bucks and be done with it. I'll quote them over the phone, but rarely will I do it. Because by quoting them on the phone, I've lost the chance to uh, meet them person, you know, face to face, person to person and, and, and sell something else. You know, you can't tell on Google Maps whether their driveway needs it needs to be washed as well. You don't know if there's rust stains on the vinyl on the back side of the porch. You know, you, you're missing things. And like I said, when you come in cold again to approach them, hey, I saw this while I'm here. You know, maybe they'll bite. Maybe they want. But, you know, you lost that hot fire. And, and you lost that emotional connection and that friendship that may build off the bat because you're, again, you, you haven't met them and you wind up cold calling again is basically what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's got their own path and that's just how I see it. I know. Like, it, so this is something I can go to a story that all day long happens daily. Or like, you know, you get automotive parts stores. I'm mechanically inclined. Okay. I can go in there and say, Hey, I need this part for this. For instance, I took some coil parts in there for my truck. Oh man, hey Johnny Depp! Everybody wants to say hello to you and wants to know if you're going to sign some autographs when we're What's done. What's up? <laughs> you know, I got that. Hell yeah, we got Bulldog and Johnny Depp up in here. How about that? So, but I mean, like, I went in there and said, "Hey, I need uh, cool packs for my truck." Gave him the make and model. Pulls me out something that's not even close to the size of the cool pack I want. I said, "Dude, this isn't what I need." I need this one and pulled it out and literally starts typing on his computer and he goes, well, it shows in the computer. This is the number for that. And this is it. Once again, I said, so you're not going to go back to where it's supposed to be and look and see if the right one's in there. Maybe someone put the right. wrong one in there. Instead, you're just going to tell me what your computer's telling me when I have the actual product in front of me. Saying, yep. This is what I need. And, it, and, it, and that's what I'm saying. A bunch of people, even, even people who deal with ambassadors for any array of things, whether it's lawn or plumbing or whatnot, who can't eat or are too lazy to actually do research, but they want that money, the hour long wage or whatever they're getting paid just to say, oh, 
I know that product because I work for them instead of, oh, well, I think I should really do some research because this guy knows that I'm full of shit, you know, and dude, I've, I've, I've gone to stores and say that, you know, even and computers in general, not just apps. I mean, you know, the generation before us and well, maybe two generations back, you know, it started tripping out because of calculators, you know, it make us dumb. Um, I, I don't think that I just think people need to need to keep current and need to be able to do critical thinking skills when using these apps and stuff. But I've gone into stores and ordered, you know, said, hey, I need this, this and this. And they're like, you know, they look on the computer or something. They go, oh, we're out. I'm like, dude, would you turn around? Because it's literally behind you. Right. Oh, we've right. got one left. <laughs> Our system must have not deleted that one. or added. That's exactly what I hear. Oh, the system must not have updated yet. No shit. <laughs> We just got five minutes ago and put it on the peg. Sorry, we haven't marked that one in. Yeah, like, yeah. It's and, it, and it's sad. Even Walmart's going to that because I went to Walmart. Everybody, so I said I went to Walmart looking for a mic for the iPad, and I went. Hey Ray, Ray, too. what's going on, Ray, Ray, my bro, bro? What's up, All Ray, right. Ray? I love me some Ray, Ray. Oh man, his video is awesome. Um, hey Mike, have you watched any of of uh, Ray? I watched some Ray. Is that Ray? Is that Ray Longhair, Georgia? That yes, guy, it dude. is, man. Yeah, he's the, he's the truth too, bro. I I just he kills me, man. He's he's only a few hours away. I got to go check him out, man. We we need coffee at the damn Waffle House for sure, man. He's a trip. Yeah, Rando, good night, bro. If you're bound out, I want oh, yeah. you to dream. I want you to dream of me tonight, bud. Oh, he's going to. We know that. He will. Oh, I'll probably get a drunk, drunk dial call one in happy. the morning. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 got he's got them sunshades in his dreams right now. Oh, Brando, King Brando. No, not Brando. Man, it's uh yeah, that's uh, sorry, I got us off track because I saw no, Ray no, Ray no. post, man. It's uh, it's he's just yeah, like, he's crazy. I, I went to Walmart. And asked them for something for a mic for for the iPads. For, we're doing all this. Just wanted to check stuff out. And they all pull their cell phones out and start looking up through their whole Walmart panel thing, you know. And I'm like, we don't, you don't gonna go look. Oh no, it shows us what we have in stock. Right. Here. Right. Yeah. And it's just everything. Everything is going to. And I'm not saying technology is bad by all means, dude. But here, here's the thing. In 30 or 40 years from now, this is how. Um, this is how AI is going to consume us and take us over. It's because we stop thinking AI thinks for us and therefore they conquer us the end. Right. Yeah. Skynet, baby. <laughs> hey, you got a bunker? We're coming to yeah. Jersey, buddy. Yeah. They can, listen, they can all pull their phones out and check the inventory. And I'm all for that. But there I go, dickwads. Christmas was over three weeks ago. I can bet you a million dollars that inventory is nowhere near being accurate and it probably won't be accurate till the middle of February, maybe end of February and take right. it from someone that's done logistics and distribution since they were 17. But like the amount of stuff that sold, got returned, got put on layaway, never picked up, got stolen is nowhere near. So yeah. if I go online and it tells me there's one in stock, two in stock, I go right on to the next store. I don't even bother with that nonsense. No. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I've done, I've definitely done that many times. <clears throat> and, uh, and yeah, I guess you kind of, uh, you know, you deal with that on a regular basis anyway. I mean, I'm a guy at Home Depot grabbing the stuff that's off like a location or two 
and putting it back in the right slot because it burns me off to no end because that's something that I'm going to be sitting home on homedepot.com and it's going to show seven of them are in stock and all seven of them are going to be three slots over, four slots over. That, 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 that happened that, to me. That stuff, it, it like drives me nuts, man, to no end. Dude, here's an example of, of both ends of that, really. About three weeks ago, I went to <clears throat> Home Depot to get some SH, basically, as we know it, bleach or, you know, uh, um, pool chlorine, because that's what you use to clean houses with. Oh, right? he had to go clean and, something um, if you caught something. It said that there was it said that there was there was uh, 12 cases left out in the home and garden center. And it said the aisle, you know, the app, we've all been on there. I go over there and there's nothing there. And I was like, son, and I'm not close to a Home Depot, man. I've got to go like 20, 25 minutes away. Oh, man. And um, so I go and get one of the people in the store at, and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, it's over here. I'm like, well, I looked there and I didn't see it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. They come up, look around, and go, oh, sorry, we must have sold out of them today. I'm like, that many cases of blue 12 cases in one day. Today? Yeah, 12 cases in one day. Right. And yeah. so I, I walked, they walked away. I was like, all right, thanks. I was kind of frustrated too, because I was like, they didn't even bother to look down other aisles. I literally get two aisles over and get to the same like area in that bin section that would be yeah. three over where it's supposed to be. And there it was yeah. literally on ground level, just sitting there in a box. Yep. Inventoried, but uh, received in inventory, but not inventoried into the bin or into yep. the location. Yep. Yeah. Just sitting that's there. That's the same deal. Some kid had it on their phone, typed it in that it got received and then got a call or had to go off and go help someone and rather go, yo, yep. give me two seconds to put these 12 cases of bleach in the location <laughs> because I just literally inventoried them and you know quoted and updated that they received. No, I'm just going to go off and do something else and let people fend for themselves. Yep. Oh, yep. no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're the, uh, let's be honest, the mentality could have been there. I don't make enough money to go back and mess with that. I'm going back and mess with True, true. So I'll end the shift. I'm out. Yep. Does anyone got any questions? Because if not, you know, you let someone else in or whatever. We let's do. uh it. let's morning. roll by here see what's going uh, on oh Cato, i purr with Cato. yeah what's up Cato? Cato. yeah i just... got mad love for that guy man the oklahomies man those guys I got that's a cool crowd of people guy. man it hey, is listen. an awesome crowd of people and listen. um I, I i'll tell you that guy ben has shown me love like no other and has inspired me and motivated me, man. And just made me laugh and really pulled me up through some hard times the end of last year and into this year. So shout out to Ben. And I mean, who doesn't love Ben and KH? Dude? Exactly. The, guy, the guy's like the mayor of lawn care land, whether he wants exactly. to. Exactly. And he is. Like the mayor, bro. He is. He, uh, his door is open. You know, you sit at the round, you know, the, the, the night's, the Knights of Oklahoma at the round table, Ben's garage. And it could fit about 50 of us because that garage, that shop is insane. You know what I'm saying? That, that damn, man, <clears throat> it was, it was kind of cool. Uh, kind of hell. It was really cool getting to go out there. And oh, you guys, yeah, popping in there, dude, for sure. Yeah, that was, it was great because it, it, it is, man. He, he is, um, he's the, the, the mayor. Um, and, uh, is always very nice to people, very approachable, and uh, always willing to, to uh, help out. Um, matter of fact, he was willing to help out with this. And um, I forget, shit, I can't figure out how to throw a link from here, but I think we're under control. I made sure I stepped on it, but Ben uh, and and Ranger as well. Um, yes. 
we'll be uh, checking on the back of the house on this again to make sure that we do that later on. Um, and that's just it. And then there's plenty of people. I don't know of anybody in this feed um, that just isn't just, in my opinion, as a person, top shelf. It's a lot of fun communicating with all these people uh, that and uh, getting to know them, getting to know their stores. <clears throat> What's that? That, that beautiful, beautiful T. Cletus guy. He, he tries to act like he's so tough. And I just can't. Well, he's the <laughs> damn sheriff. He's got a guy. dollar ninety nine. Me cop too. I'm just kidding, Buford. I swear to God, I'm just joking. Guys, I, just I, know, I know, swear to God, I'm just joking. I think I had to do something to make people laugh a little bit. No, yeah, you're, you're right, man. man. He's, he's, he's got you pegged, bro. <laughs> it's done, man. Yeah, he's gonna come. He's gonna come over here and pour 15 yards of cement in the backyard. I'm gonna end up underneath all of it. Oh man. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> y'all hey, get a get a hold of this. Andrew <laughs> says I should be the president of lawn care. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Andrew, hey bro, you got to pass what you got, man. That's some good stuff. I would be willing to elect Andrew for president, to be honest with you, man. I mean, I think he's kind of got it together. He observes, he sits back, and he really doesn't speak until he's, you know. Yeah, I can dig it. They're the people you got to watch out for, man, because they bust you down with like one or two statements because they've just sat. And yeah, they've, they've built a story and they're going to, you know, so what you're saying is, uh, no, I wasn't saying no. So, what you said, so yeah. Mm -hmm. States the facts right then and there. Yeah, and where's, hey, where's Lawnmower Man? You still in here? I mean, that should be vice president for sure. Oh, no doubt. He's a very cool guy, too. He's, he's right there, man. He's showing I like his artwork. I, I, I And um, I think it's really cool how he's always doing the planetary stuff. It's uh, I was, I've was i told him I want some. I want some of that for sure. I got a story for about lawnmower, man, I can tell you guys. Hey, well, so speaking of that, yeah. oh, hold up, Chris. Uh, Mike, I mean, it, what are your – do you have any hobbies like that? What's that? You know what? Uh, you guys are going to laugh at me, but I, I enjoy crafting, man. I do. And especially during the holidays, like we, we put together that mannequin Christmas tree with, with that uh, stuff together. My wife and I, we put that together from basically just a mannequin. That was like 200 yards of Christmas garland and like 50 feet of chicken wire and so forth. And now we're making a Valentine's Day wreath. And we like that great and, and uh, f ride my four wheeler, man. If I can get on that thing like six, I got a five seventy Sportsman, Polaris Sportsman, Sportsman five seventy, yeah. Heck yeah, yeah, those are good. Yeah, those bro. Good, you know, first push button, all wheel drive, automatic, independent rear suspension, and power steering. I had a Warrior, I had a three fifty Warrior and a four hundred EX for years, and those yes. bikes beat. They just beat the shit out of me. I'm I'm forty three. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, man, that thing would kill me. I wouldn't even be able to hold on to it. I got weedy little hands, man. Look how little these hands are. <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to hold on <laughs> that part. So you I need to come out uh, here and get you on the YXZ. Well, hey, Caddo actually has a question going on here. Yeah. I kind of touched uh, on it earlier, but I'm going to do it here. Is is yeah. uh, Mike, what brought you into social media, period? You know, As, I, from, I, the, from the lawn care perspective, from, I guess, from, is what he's asking. From the beginning of it, and it really, it really wasn't. And, and you guys are going to laugh at this or boo me. It really wasn't the lawn care perspective that brought me to my Instagram. It was, I watch a lot of woodworking and like DIY makeover stuff and tiling guys. And I started a lot of them towards the end were like, follow me on Instagram, you know, in order to catch the behind the scenes stuff. So in between getting their videos, 
That's right. right. And I, I started my Instagram while my wife was away on a trip with her girlfriends in Iceland. And I started the account. I put the account together. And I got a text message. Oh, you started Instagram while I'm away? And I'm like, yeah. And I, and I did it for this, this, and this. And then I was like, you know what, man? I was like, I'm a proud long guy. I was like, I'm pretty serious. I bought my second piece of equipment and I wanted to kind of show it off. And, and then I started following like Spencer's and Plemons and Wally. And then once Ben kicked his off too, I was like, oh, they're 100% following Ben and the rest of the Oklahomies. And then I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I, you know, I got stuff to say and I can motivate and inspire people to <clears throat> show off some of my stuff. And then that's how the dancing came about if any of that makes sense eric my bad and it was to inspire and be inspired yeah right. and that's what that's what did it for me like i said i've been on um uh social media as a business for a long time um <clears throat> if you don't know it's, it's whispering oaks on instagram and it's a portfolio piece up there because i don't i rarely get a client that's outside of the word of the mouth crowd um, but sometimes you, you, you can't put all your eggs in one basket and with word of mouth that that's easy to happen, especially when you're primarily design and installation. And so I'd throw it up there, you know, or somebody says, Hey, you know, we're looking to do this up in North Carolina. I'd say, okay, this is, here's what I've done in North Carolina. Scroll down. You'll find them. It's obvious. It's not in South Carolina on the coast. And it was, it was a portfolio builder. And that's what, I mean, I went into it for, uh, it, to for the client for the aspect of communicating with clients and potential clients i never really knew that this was was out there like i said until i stumbled in you're such a minority for that but i'm not <clears throat> you are the minority doing it for that reason yeah. most of us and 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 not knocking well, you all for doing it for that reason most yeah. of us are just out there like sharing it amongst ourselves and maybe like the younger guys coming up you're actually building a portfolio with it. And I think some of these guys have websites that cater to the portfolio rather than, and I've heard a lot of them flat out say our customers don't even know we have a, a, a YouTube channel. Like a lot right. of them, you know, it's, so, uh, you know, you're the minority out of the group for building it for a portfolio and having people easily access it and see what, you know, what, what, and see, doing. I, <clears throat> that's funny because I don't see that as unique because I mean, everybody around here, that's all they do. If you see a business on Instagram, no matter how small or how big, that's what they're doing. And Facebook, they are throwing it out there for, to, for, uh, um, brand recognition is a, is a good way to put it. Um, and, and and really no other reason. So to come in here and find the community and and chill out with everyone, like I said, that's why Whispering Oaks and um, and Indigo, uh, the pressure washing business, it's they're out there on their own. And uh, and I came in as Dirty Lawn Thug as a um, as a name as to not be identified and tied to the business at first because I was coming in hard to critique some idiots. And, um, and like I said, and, and here we, here we are, um, uh, man, we're all chilling out together. Um, just having fun. I'm glad I did it. Um, I, like I said, meeting all y'all is just, I, I, it's hard to put words to sometimes because it's still, it's a new process and my brain's not processing the, the create adjectives to, fresh to air, get bro. into it. What's your that? Yeah. Your breath of fresh air, bro. And, and even well, when I, you. when I started, like when I started, no one cares, Chris. We're talking. I, about, I, swear about, I swear I'm just joking. I oh no, Mike, you just said no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guy. 
right. You know, let me find a Braille note right. so I can read it out to you. Go ahead. Right here. Go ahead, and then I'll read off a question that Jesse asked us, and then you guys can go answer that question too. Go ahead, Chris. Finish what you're saying, and then there was a question of his. I call. I'll read to you guys, and then you know we'll go back and answer that question. Circle jerk. Michael's a dick. Mike G. Is yes, I. Uh, <laughs> no, um, guys, I, I mean, the same way, because you, you touched on it, it. You wanted to inspire somebody is the reason why you did your platforms um, again on Instagram again, like me. Uh, the whole purpose I wanted to get out there was to to reach one person. If it just reached one person, a thousand, five thousand or one, it didn't matter. As long as it hit one person for them to get up and do something with their lives. That's all I cared about. That's why I never I cared about my subscriber rate. Right. Or anything, you know. I'm just I, go ahead, bro. I didn't want to cut you off. Go ahead. I'm trying to be quiet and mess with some of the guys. He's blowing. He's blowing kisses to Eric. Yeah, and apparently so. I was more wondering, like, who's he? Uh, he's googly eyes, somebody. Oh, hey, hey, Eric, you got his phone number? I think you guys are gonna go on a date pretty soon. Dude, me and Kato already had our phone date. We talked for three hours and 15 minutes the first time we picked up the phone. Oh, so it is a little And that ain't no lie. Yeah, it was. He's a handsome mofo, dude. You ever look at him? I mean, not everybody <laughs> yeah. wants a guy in a uniform. And he's a, and he's a pilot. That's it, dude. And a pilot. He's got wings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got wings. You going to earn your wings there, Mike? I would with him. That's, Hell yeah. What's up? yeah. <laughs> there was, there was, I can tell you right. Hold on. It was, wow. You know, you know who lives across the street from my son's school? Frank Abagnale. <laughs> Frank Abagnale. Catch, catch me if you can um, movie. The real Frank guy. The, the real, real Frank Abagnale wow. lives across. Wow. I mean, literally it's downtown Charleston is like the short, the streets are real. It's like living in a, in a neighborhood and, his house that's across the street from their school is is uh, is Frank Avignale. That's, that's crazy. Awesome. That guy was a genius, bro. He and that's he and my crazy. son are, are are on you know first name terms. They that's they talk cool. a lot. So uh, Jesse, I wrote and sorry guys, I missed the beginning. What are our nine to five jobs or our backstories? Um, you know, besides the long care thing, so. Go ahead, Chris. The short version. The short version is I uh, clean shit for a living. And you get paid doing it? And I get paid peanuts. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. I work for a man, university. I've... And then I do maintenance for a doctor's office. And then lawn care, of course. Yeah, bro. You're raking it in. You're... There usually be like freaking money making or money chasing Chris. You know what I'm saying? We got money chasing Chris. Bro. It ain't money making Chris. That's yeah, right. That, it, well, you gotta chase it. You, you gotta chase it. I know you got yeah. seven. You got seven side by sides in your garage. I know you got more wheels. You got more wheels for your side by sides that are worth more than. Yeah, blind man's got more wheels than most people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't make it. Yeah. Right. You ever hear him talking? He's like, "Yo, my seven iPads didn't link up today." Uh, oh, I took out my small side by side because I only had one person with me, and you know oh, the other one's getting a supercharger. Uh, you know, yeah. I love I, I got I love having to read the comments for Chris because it yeah. enables me to crack up. Cruz Grasshopper from Cruz Landscape said said, "Hey, Christy, we heard you were shifting from goats to hens." Oh man, oh, that's funny. Next Friday, yeah, it's it's true. 
I'm I, getting I'll, to reject. Give me a second. And uh, as for me from nine to five, I think I explained it all, man. I've done golf court. The first job I ever had was uh, bagging groceries. Um, did that for a while, but through most of high school and stuff, I worked in a movie theater and we had a blast doing that because by proxy, me and a friend that were still in high school became the managers of that because the manager got fired for some shenanigans going on. Uh, and, uh, we got thrown in, in the ring dude, after midnight, when the movie theater closed and when we got new films, we would put those things. I love doing the projector room. We would reel those things up, get somebody to bring a keg in. And from about midnight to three o'clock in the morning, we raised hell and no yeah. cop would ever say a word because we were in there raising hell, man. We'd throw beer bottles through the screens and it was it was Animal House movie theater style for years, every weekend. That's nuts. The good old I days. I wish bro. I was there. The good old days. So just, I, dude, I was like your average guy in high school, man. I, I just, you know, just bored, man. Wasn't a jock wasn't by no means a cool kid uh you know wasn't a geek who just in that group of kids that just flew under the radar dad taught me to work but he didn't teach me about what to do and at that time like the stuff that he had gone through being a bridge painter he was not like not about to let me get in the union and get into that line of work nor would i want to i was terrified he would come home some days and his face was so covered in paint. He would just have two little eyes open where he had a safety glasses on that weren't covered in paint. So right. um, my, by the time I got into my senior year, I'd earned enough credits where I only needed to take three classes. So I entered the co-op program and one of the companies that took us had a distribution center about 15 minutes away from the high school. So we only had to go to high school from like 7.30 to 11.30 or 7.30, 10.45. I couldn't remember. And then the other half a day, we could go work. And uh, they're not in business anymore, man. Jones of New York actually bought them. But it was Nine West, Nine West Footwear and Accessories and Bandolino and Enzo. And it was one of the warehouses for the entire United States and Canada. And they actually were the one of the companies, our class in 1994. Yes, I said 1994, guys, was the first co-op class to enter through that high school. And then they did that program for like an additional right. 10 years. And we would go there and work. And it was indoors. It paid decent money. And it was right up my alley because you just had to be self-motivated and organized and be efficient because those buildings are so freaking big. Your supervisor can't keep an eye on you. And he right. has to rely on you to be efficient and be able to count and know you're picking from the right location and putting away in the right location and restocking the right location and loading the trucks and making sure you're grabbing the right freight to go to Bloomingdale's instead of like Lord and Taylor and so forth. And Roosevelt, now it's, oh God, man, 25, 30, 30 years later, dude. And uh, yeah, just under 30 years later. And still now I work for Ikea, Ikea North America, our, our uh, warehouse distributes to north of Delaware. I think we go into Maryland a little bit, north of Delaware, all of Eastern PA, all of New Jersey, up to uh, New York City for Ikea.com and uh, all the stores for there. Which is cool. I'm pretty, yep. Logistics. Awesome. Logistics, <clears throat> supply chain, warehousing. It's, uh, I'll see if there's any more questions over here. They don't respond to chat. Sorry, bro. Who's Cato talking about? Oh, circled. 
is talking to cat and toe. Yeah, man, we're trying to keep an eye on this. It's just, it can be hard because man, we get, I, honest, we get caught up in our own shit. I mean, it's just and again, guys, yeah. if you have questions, any questions at all, we have an email, the dirty blind truth at gmail.com. So, <clears throat> yes. And let free. me, we're, we're about to wind this down and let me tell y'all uh, right now, some of you have probably seen the Instagram and, and the YouTube, uh, <clears throat> the next, uh, two weeks or, or we're going to have an accountant on next week and we're going to have actually someone the following week who we're going to have another Greek on, um, on the, uh, in two weeks from now, Costas Ioannidis. And he is a business specialist, man. It, his check you out, man. Now he's getting groovy. And, oh, uh, man. What's happening yeah, with Costas uh, is he, uh, he works for Clemson and his job is to, uh, is to work with young entrepreneurs to make sure they're doing the right shit and at the right time and, and, uh, and helps them grow their businesses. And, uh, he was also, Walt is my current accountant and Costas was my accountant for about, Oh geez, over a decade. Um, and so he can speak from the accounting perspective too, but next week is going to be the, the 1099 versus W two thing with Walt along with some other things. Uh, and like I said, Costas, if you're, if you're, uh, whether you just started out in business or you're 20 years in Costas is the guy that can answer some questions, whether it's tax related or growth related or anything. The guy um, is gold with those informations. I mean, you don't do that at, at a major university and uh, not know what the hell you're talking about. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, <clears throat> anybody got any, any final words before we uh, do the beat street out of here? Eric, don't sell yourself short, bro. You smashed that wolf's pack in the smithereens and got that 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 conversation going. And really, bro, uh, man, I'll be the first one to thank you. Unified a lot of us and brought us up and made us all learn about each other. Because I, dude, I I used to watch you, bro, and I was like, this guy is not going to be involved in that nonsense much longer. Yeah, no, no way. He is no a financial advisor. He is a financial advisor, Cato. Yes, so two a financial advisor. And uh, so, uh, well, I thank you for those kind words, Mike. It's oh. been great talking to you. This is a, well, this is a second time we've carried on a good conversation, and yes. I look forward to many, many more. I've, uh, I've, I've got to go um, uh, find me some kick-ass sunglasses to hang with you next time. And uh, Chris, you got any parting words? Man, I can't see. I think I muted out. <clears throat> I heard Chris him. freeze up. No, no, I heard him. Is that it? You didn't hear him? Do it again, Chris. That was a good one. I can't see. Bam. There you go, man. So something froze up. I couldn't hear anything. Anyway, uh, y'all have a good evening. And of course, we will be back every Sunday, 8 p.m. 7 Central. And uh, thank you, Mike. See you later, Chris. Thank I'll you see guys. you in the back room, man. Y'all have a good one. Dirty blind truth, guys. I'ma chase, I'ma chase my dream. Everything ain't what it seems. I ain't in it for the cream or the keys to the beam. I just wanna be me. I'ma chase, I'ma chase my dream. Everything ain't what it seems. I ain't in it for the cream or the keys to the beam. I just wanna be me. I'ma chase, I'ma chase my dream. Everything ain't what it seems. I ain't in it for the cream or the keys to the beam. I just wanna be me. Yeah.